Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at Metal Cloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the Metal Cloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, Metal Cloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. There you go. Video is going. It's going. It's going. Confirm it's going. 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 My back's going to hurt in like 45 minutes. Get out there, do the workout. Pilates. Pilates. <laughs> you should be doing yoga. Yo- on the road yoga. Yeah. 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 There's a Kevin. lot of things I should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Just medicate. You're okay. Like we uh, we pull up to a lot of truck stops and of course it's always cool. You see the guy get out and he's he actually gets his little workbench or his weight bench out of their trucks in the middle of a rest area, gets out his dumbbells and they'll be standing out beside their That's truck. Like, yeah, that would be my dad. Right. You didn't see the guy exercising. We were at little blue waiting when we were talking to the one dude, when we were left behind us, hmm. he's doing calisthenics and everything waiting for traffic. Wow. See, there's videos on I-70 when they have traffic stops. Old man doing pushups. On what, what, what was that? What was that Sylvester Stallone movie where he was doing the, he was the arm wrestler. And he's a oh driver. yeah, and yeah. as he was driving, he had this like you know, yeah. 150 See? pounds, 200 pounds that he would do. I have straps. Driving. Yeah, a strap. I'll start doing that. That's course not happening. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Ma, no hands. <laughs> the Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps. Jeeping and Jeepers. Hello, Modern Jeepers. Matt's from Medical Care, and welcome to episode 236 of the Modern Jeepers Show. Corey and Jesse are down in the heart of Texas as they head cross-country doing CTI tour stops at some of their favorite Metal authorized installers. As they are hanging out at the resort, we dive into all kinds of random things, including the re-release of the Metal baller joints, the upcoming off-road expo, Metal new Rocksport Black Resi Shock, Husky versus U.S. General, Rugged Radios, upcoming events, and what the heck is Shock Travel Index? And I had a chance to share some very meaningful quotes about professionalism and how it applies to all our lives. By the way, if you ever wonder, like we do, what the heck are these guys actually doing, you can watch this episode and many more at youtube.com slash modernjeeper. As always, we're incredibly grateful for this episode to our supporters and friends, including Warren Winches, Raceline Wheels, Best Top, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, Nacho Lighting, Adventure Rack Systems, and of course, Metal Cloak. By the way, if you like this episode, or even if you don't, please smash that like button, give it a five-star review, and share it with your friends. Now sit back, relax with the cold one, and enjoy episode 236 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hey, Modern Jeepers, and the episode of the Modern Jeeper Show with me, Matt, from Medical Cloak, and Mr. Modern Jeeper, Corey Osborne. Hey, buddy. Hey, Rockstar Jeep Girl, Jesse. 
Hello. Hey, hair's down. I know. You guys, for the a minute. Sunshine behind you guys. I mean, I'm, I'm not jealous. sweating yet. Not sweating. <laughs> not sweating yet. Trying not. Sweat. Where are you? We are just outside of Dallas, Texas. We were, we had been in the, well, we were in San Antonio the beginning of whatever week this is, uh, beginning of last week. Yeah. Last week and then uh, moved into the North Austin area, Cedar, Cedar Park, Park, Texas area for the last, I don't know, three days. It's been 103 degrees every day Yuck. and super hot. So it's funny to be outside of Dallas and actually we're outside and it's kind of comfortable so far, but it's still supposed to be like 93 today. Wow. Yeah. No more, no more um, central Texas in September for us. Or August. Or <laughs> nope. Sorry. Send text. You're out. Is that a thing? Is yeah. Can we have a virtual CTI events? <laughs> yeah. We're going to start doing virtual events. You know what? We could probably use chat GPT. Take all the data we have of 10,000 CTIs. And then all you do is put your specs in and it predicts what your CTI is going to be. Right. It could probably <laughs> even digitally create you a little Jeep that pulls up on a trailer and animation, you know, like does, does the little flex thing and Tommy's here's your score. Here <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's don't want to, don't want to replace yourself completely, Corey. You're right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So, and I, I don't remember it, what we've talked about ever um, since we started these shows, but I started messing around with the, the AI stuff. I guess it was last week and I maybe touched base with it a little bit, but Adobe has their their Adobe Express product has a text to image, uh, super simple piece of of program that you can just type in anything you want and it'll generate images. So yeah. the folks that have seen some some weird uh, new cover photos and stuff on Modern Jeeper and and even my own, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's if you look at the images, there's missing pieces it's not it's not perfect by any means but for us especially you Matson, who when you create you know we we try to create ads and flyers and all that stuff and we're always looking for odd little stock images and and a scene or something holy cow man it's it's crazy how how detailed it can be i guess it is. And then you could take it and put it into Firefly. And I just saw I just saw a thing because I was actually watching yes. Neil Patel, who is a is a big SEO guy. He's actually having a seminar going on right now. So on another screen, I have it paused, but there's a live seminar going on today about AI and marketing. And he was showing Firefly and how you can that, that's what I was using. Yep, yeah, okay, that's and, what I was using. And, and basically it's a picture of a dog. Well, I want my dog looking this way. Okay, don't take the picture and rotate the dog's head. And he rotates the dog's head. It fills in the background. It recreates the side of the dog. I mean, it does everything. And it, yeah, if you look at the detail, it's slightly off. But since most of us are using this for not for like big images on the wall, we're using right. this for for web pictures, that sort of thing. The little details aren't really that important. But if it's doing that now, imagine what it could do in five years. Oh, yeah. Right? I, mean, I mean, the little just, um, I had it create. I was I just put in some simple. I didn't get crazy elaborate but literally put in like jeep off-road racing uh you know you can put in desert and mountains and sunsets and things like that and kind of create a whole little what you're thinking and it'll give you four or five images like that 
And then you can kind of pick those images and even and modify those. But it's funny, like tires and detailed, intricate suspension workings. Those are kind of these these gray areas that it'll, it'll depict. Yeah. If you look like there's stuff not connected and stuff like that. But for the most part, the creativity aspect of it, even if you're not even sure what you want to create, you can put in mountain, sunset, rainbow beach, and all of a sudden you have this amazing images of, mm-hmm. of you can have people walking on a beach and you really, unless you were to really drill down and look, yeah, there may not be faces on those people. From a distance, it looks like there's two people walking on a beach. Right, right, and that's that's interesting because, and, and have you tried Dolly, which is OpenAI's version of image creation? Uh-uh. Well, so Dolly will create an image from scratch, and it really takes it from lots of different pieces. And I have seen some incredible images come out of Dolly, but you have to do a great job of describing it. Right, the engineering of the prompt right. for AI is the resultant of what you will get. And in doing it, we I did some for Jeep, like a Jeep CJ, whatever. And it's like it got the concept of a Jeep. But where it struggled the most, and this is what's funny to me, where it struggled the most was on the grill. Like five slots, four slots, you know, eight. I just it couldn't get the grill front thing right. I, I don't know what. Maybe there is maybe there's like a because of the Jeep copyright, maybe there's an issue with that. I don't know. But it, that's reason, what I was thinking. It, it, it couldn't get the grill right. Well, and I wonder, can I share, if I share my screen, will it go on to what yes. you see? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever whatever is going right now, I will see. Oh. Uh, that was actually something I thought it created really cool. Now, again, it's not it's not any kind of real uh, picture, but I like the concept. It's like yeah. a concept. Yeah, that's it's pretty cute. cool. Yeah, you know, I can see that. That's uh, that's because it kind of got the tires right. It kind you know, yeah. It's shut. Nice. So for those who who were just listening, you have to go check out YouTube to see what we just looked at. Ha. That's ha, right. Ha. <laughs> that's at a that a minute, maybe eight minutes or whatever in whatever. So you can go check out YouTube. Um, add yeah. to the views over there. Subscribe. Say like. I think he's dreaming of cactuses and deserts. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe and nobody around. Yeah, you know it's been a, <laughs> it has been a wild week. We've had. We've had such great folks show up at some of the CTI events. You know, we were at Bikini. We were at Round 2. We were at Baldi's. We were going to be in Dallas Off-Road uh, tomorrow. And I don't know. It's it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's really hot here. And I think what the heat does to people is very interesting. Jesse and I were talking about it yesterday. People don't stick around long when it's hot. And, and mm. decisions are made quicker. Per, uh, everything it just happens people are like at their limit so literally you can walk around the jeep and say here's a couple of things and they're like yeah thanks i gotta bye. go bye they um, all go inside. it's very odd wow and i i think that um it, that's unfortunate because a lot of places we go you know it's i don't know this whole year seems to have been hot in the east everywhere we go it's it's 100 degrees and that's that's interesting maybe we got a you got to do some more stuff in December and January out here. I don't know. I know. You're the one that takes a break in December and January. I mean, it's like you right? need a vacation or something. What the hell? Well, it's hard getting out of the damn mountains. <laughs> yeah, that's the other <laughs> that's problem. The problem. Well, see, now now it's Corey's. You guys are going to become snowbirds. You're going to leave the Colorado mountains in the winter and go live in Arizona for four months. And, or well, I didn't. I don't Austin, know. Why, Texas. I mean, <laughs> 
it, it, it's not like I've talked about that for many years. And then I, I don't know what happens in the summertime. We just get so, I don't know, trying to get to some of these events and stuff. But, I think it's um, we get to sit. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's the, well, we're locked in by snow. Sorry, can't do anything. <laughs> right, right. I've driven through some of that stuff. and It is not fun. Yeah, that's not mm. so much Truck fun. and trailer attached is even more not it, fun. It is funny, though, when this time of the year you start thinking about, oh, man, snow. It would be nice to have snow. Let's go play in the snow. I want to go throw a snowball. <laughs> then you're in the middle of the winter. You go, oh, summer. Let's go Can't swimming. I want to go swimming. I want to be in a bikini yeah. and go dip in the water. <laughs> Oh, it's never, life is never right. No, we're always wanting something that we can't have right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But But. that's a good segue into ball joints because we've always wanted something that we can't have until now. Yes. And you can have it now and forever because it is the last set of ball joints you'll ever own. Actually, it's funny. We were just in the front room, the sales team that's going to be down at Off-Road Expo getting a good feedback from our lead of engineering, our director of operations, who also, by the way, is our plant manager. You guys may know him, Jess McMurray. The guy is awesome. He recently got promoted to be not only just plant manager <laughs> uh, to now head of engineering. So he's director of operations. And, you know, the one guy who truly is responsible for a product coming from inception all the way to shipping. Every aspect of it. He touches a product all the way through the lines, basically. Um, and he's one of those guys who can sit there and go, well, we've got 1,400 products, and every one of those products has components and parts, and so there's tens of thousands of little pieces and parts. I swear, he knows the number of every one of them. He knows them all. I know. He knows, he knows where the part. He knows every part. He knows where they're at. Like, where's yeah. an SS 1030? Oh, that's over there. Yeah. Where's an, where's an HK 135? It's in like he just, he just, he just knows where all that stuff is. I mean, you just got to bring for it. But that's a passion of professionalism. I've been hounding on my team about professionalism lately. In fact, I've got a, I found this, this, this thing on professionalism. And uh, the first line says, don't ever do anything as though you were an amateur. Anything you do, do it as a professional to professional standards. And then it jumps forward. It says a bunch of other stuff. It says, never let it be said that you lived an amateur life. Think about that. I like that. Never let it be said of you that you live an amateur life. Professionals see situations and they handle what they see. They are not amateur dabblers. So do e- don't ever do anything as though you were an amateur. It's, it doesn't say like don't do your job. Right. It doesn't say don't you know. It's like don't ever do anything. I mean, think about it. Sleep the way a professional would sleep. Right. Right. Like that means you do it to the best you possibly do. Have the best possible equipment. So you don't the, sleep. So, <laughs> well, no, and for, for this I, for this guy who's telling us his story. I, that's what I'm saying. So, so, so you I, don't sleep. I don't sleep the way a professional would don't sleep. <laughs> See? <laughs> that's different. But you gotta do it, do it good. But you know, it's like just don't ever do anything as though you were an amateur. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Never let it be said that you lived an amateur life. I think that's great advice. I mean yeah. My my whole life has always been, I've always viewed things as take ownership of it. it. And I mean that literally, like if if your job is, is it, it could be you are the guy who rakes up leftover grass after somebody else mows the lawn. I'm going to be the best 
lawn guy ever. I'm going to pretend I own the company. And it's, it's no different in, in everything we do. If we, if we view something as it's our own, well, we're going to care more about it. Yeah. So again, right. we, we all have ownership of ourselves. So why not be professional in everything you do? I mean, exactly. In fact, you once said, you once said that you, you were given the advice to look at everybody as if that person was it, um, could be your boss or that's right. Yeah, yeah. Or an employee or an yes. employee. Like how would you treat yep. them? That's so fine. going back to going back to Justin, he obviously exemplifies this. Like he exemplifies yes. being a professional, which is why he knows that. But he was giving us a rundown on the new ball joints. And for those that are wondering, we have a couple of different projects happening. One, obviously, these are JLJT ball joints are back. Why? Why did we put them on the market and then pull them from the market? Because they were designed great, but they were actually designed very hard to manufacture. And there is a there's this, it happened to us when we first bought Rev 111 back in 2009, right? We had decent products, but they weren't designed to be manufactured. They were designed to be fabricated, but not production manufactured. So we redesigned everything for production manufacturing. The engineer that worked for us that did the ball joints, and he's now working for another company, went back to medical supply where he came from. He created a, an incredible ball joint that for lots and lots of research but he wasn't necessarily familiar with great production operations. So he built a ball joint that was incredible, but it didn't meet good production standards. So it was very expensive to produce or it just had challenges in the production side. So Doug jumped into it, redesigned it. Doug, one of my co-founders and partners and the guy behind the six pack shock, the Duraflex joint, all that. He dived into it and he redesigned it for good manufacturing as well as simplicity. So simplicity of parts, simplicity of manufacturing, lots of little great elements. So we'll have them down at Offroad Expo. You can come by and check them out. That's this weekend, Offroad Expo in Pomona, California. We're going to have the ball joints there. Um, they are back on the market. We're going to be shipping them the week of October 9th. Um, and anybody who has bought, anybody who bought our original set is getting a replacement set. So we're sending them out there because for two reasons. One, we, we'd like having the best product out there. We don't like, we've done this in our history in the past where we've replaced product because it wasn't the best one out there. But two, one of the ways we're promoting these, these are fully rebuildable in your in in the Jeep. You don't have to pull them out to rebuild them. Well, the parts aren't compatible in the future. Like if you bought a first gen part, we're not going to have rebuildable parts for you. So in order to make sure you do have rebuildable parts, we're going to make sure that everybody out there who bought the first set is getting a replacement. That's awesome. And on top of that, you'll go to one of our jobbers and they'll do the installation for free. They'll actually do the replacement for free. We are compensating the jobber for doing that work. If you did it yourself, we'll compensate you for your time and effort. So it's a, it is a win-win for everybody. The goal is that everybody out there has this new product in their rig, starting fresh, moving forward, and we'll, we'll be building that support. JK comes soon. TJ after that. I mean, it's just a full full run on top of that and the, and the ball joints are amazing but on top of that is the rock sport black which everybody gets a chance to see this weekend it's on display we have a big table rock sport black table with some different shocks on it the rock sport black it's a beautiful shock i'm still trying to learn all the great specs about it and i sat there i think i talked on a video the other day that I have to go back and edit because i sounded like an idiot I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah you know she has all this stuff and it's got this chrome and you know uh, yeah, it's it's a it's an awesome shock. We'll have all the specs for you.
So if you're coming down, if you're in Southern California, come up by Off-Road Expo. Come say hi to us. If you want to buy some products, you know, show up, dance a jig, bring us something tasty to bribe us with, and uh, we might just make you a deal of a lifetime. The shocks so when are they going to be out? So the That's shocks themselves, we're, we're, we're pushing. We don't know if the page will be live by Friday or not to sell the shocks. We're working on that. And we're the marketing team is doing what they can to put all that together. We do know that we are just in the throes of production right now uh, building, to start building. And it's going to be interesting to see how it flows, right? Obviously, production. We make predictions on, on what sort of volume we need initially and where that's going to go. And so... Uh, we do expect that we're going to do very well in the beginning. We have a lot of customers out there that have either been waiting for these. Um, this is not a cheap shock, though, guys. Um, this is not a like mid-range, you know, one of these import three hundred fifty dollars reservoir shocks, right? Mm-hmm. This is priced higher than our six packs. So this is a oh. long, long travel performance shock that's coming in higher than our. It's not what we expected, but it's a two and a half inch, incredibly well built, uh, aluminum bodied. Hard anodized, you know, hardened shaft. You know, one of the things when we were down visit, I was up visiting Thurin um, many, 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 many months ago, just to say hi, right. check him out, and he he pulled up a shaft, shaft from another company who shall remain uh, nameless, and um, basically took a wrench and hit the shaft and put a dent in it. No, it's like, why would you sell a shock that where the shaft can be dented that easily? Yeah, that's and, not okay. Our shaft is so hard, you have to get special equipment to cut the damn thing. And you're, I mean, bang on it and bang on it, bang on it. So we really did everything we could to build. The original name for the shock was going to be Overkill because it really is Overkill. Right. It's called the Rock Sport Black. Yeah. And I remember the guy who came up with that at a meeting once. Yeah. You know, silly guy. So maybe, and maybe for our um, our listeners and whatnot, and I don't know this, uh, but in fact, I mean, I, I was just thinking about it. Maybe at some of the shows we start hitting in the next month or two, it's possible we may have one for display mm-hmm. if folks want to come over and take a look at it. But yeah, we're still, I'm sure, a little bit out before we can get that to happen. But if you're going to be at Offroad Expo, that'd be a place to see it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, be at Offroad Expo. We do have, we built a display stand easy enough to transport and ship out to you guys. I have a, uh, I mean, you can do the same thing. I have a Rock Sport um, black. Uh, tablecloth so um we'll get you going out there now nice. we are we're also going to have a presence at um trail hero but not a booth we're not we're not playing i think a couple of guys are going out there i think aaron's finally going out there to check things out good um good and, he can uh, go and, see yeah go see what it's like because you know others have out there have been bugging him about it so <laughs> i think he's gonna fly out hang out for 24 48 hours and then fly back but cool but, uh, let's see what it's like out there and, nice uh, yeah, it is interesting that a lot of our friends and our partners like are, are skipping off for an expo this year and um, just doing Trail Hero. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, that's a show we've gone to in the past, and and it, it is a it's a it's a big event, and I totally understand uh, the attraction there because there's a lot going on for five six days there. But for the CTI trailer, it's probably just it, it hasn't worked out to the best in the past. It's been good to have like a static display. But it's a it's a wheeling event, so a lot of people are out on the trails all day long. Um, like I said, there's a lot going on. So yeah, for for what we do, uh, it's a little different, and then maybe the show evolves more. Uh, who knows what next year looks like? With hopefully we have a, a new 
new CTI trailer, and and it's hard to say what what the schedule will look like. But I know there's there's a lot of people that go to the event, and there's a lot of people. I mean, it's it's a it's a cool place to go, whether there's an event there or not. We were talking this morning a little bit about just that area to explore is is super fun. Again, there's there's a lot there. You're at the north side of the north edge of the Grand Canyon, um, and that's not that far from where St. George and Hurricane and Sand Hollow is. So, yeah. Look, you sounding like a local Hurricane. 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 All of us in California, we just call it Hurricane because we just experienced <laughs> one of those. Went through a Maybe hurricane they'll stop the other building day. Houses. Hurricane. Hmm? On the trails, yeah. the, tra- the the houses they're building are encroaching oh on all the back trails. Well, for shame on them. Yes. Well, it is interesting because I know that um, one of the suggestions that came our way was to do the CTI down by on the beach area, like where people are just hanging out, like just do get down stuck. there, just kind of set up your own event down there, right? You know, instead of trying to depend on the vendor show. Right. But, you know, it seems to me, and I haven't been there, but it seems to me the vendor show has gotten longer. But, you know, in the early days, it seemed like this was really just a great event for all of our vendors, all of our partners and all the other companies who go to Offered Expo, work their asses off for 48 hours, get all the sales, and then they go to Trail Hero to wheel and yes. do events for, yes. for five days. I, I Marketing for, for five days. Yeah. Quote, unquote. It's, yeah. it's kind of like some of those events like Jeep Beach where they just become a destination for, yeah, wait a minute. Isn't the vendor thing just for two days, but everybody has to be there for a week. Yeah. Well, you know, that was, the, that, I've said it before. It was a great, it was a great attraction to, um, Octeo Wells yes. and, uh, and Terra del Sol was that you would go out there and you would, you wheel in the morning and the, and the vendor show didn't start till noon or one o'clock. And then one day, I mean, literally it was the hours. You didn't have to be at your booth at noon or one o'clock. And then one day it changed. And all yeah. of a sudden, the vendor show was all day, and you're like, "But what? But I came out here so I could wheel for a little bit, and then do that." Right. Well, you know, it turns out all this stuff we buy, we want to go use it at some point. You know, people are. It's, it's kind of funny. It's it's been an evolution. I feel like even in the work environment, where people are, they take their time off, or they they work from home or outside of the office, and they're able to travel more. But the people who have us, you know, I get two weeks off a year for vacation. Do they want to go hang out at a vendor show for a week or do they want to go wheel and maybe see what's new out there in the product world? So it kind of, it's kind of like Easter Jeep Safari, you know, it's always been a week of wheeling with a two day show and you're done. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it, and that's just how we've approached it differently. Right. And one of the reasons why I like being out there and even though you and when I come out and we come out with a big team, the rest of the team's out wheeling. But, you know, the, the three of us are working the entire time. And I remember I ran into one of our contemporaries from another company, you know, the owner of another company. And, and I think we're outside of Pasta Jays. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's great out here. I love hanging out with all the customers and stuff. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, I come out here to wheel. Like, right. you know, I, I love the fact that in the period of five days we were there, we met 250 more uh, Jeepers, right? That's right. BTI, and he was happy that he didn't talk to anybody and he just wheeled. So <laughs> yeah. it's just it's different, a different perspectives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but when customers become the thing you're trying to escape from, <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah, that's go get not good. Go get a government job. <laughs> yeah, that's not good at all. No, no, no. So you guys, so you're doing this like you're what? Where you go from here? 
So we have Dallas Off-Road tomorrow. I wanted to, interestingly enough, I was trying to think about some of the, oh, the crazy stuff we see. And, and typically at a, a CTI event, we bring out some of the, the, the cool rigs as well as kind of the needing work rigs. But in Texas, there's been a lot of talk, and, and especially after our last podcast with the Gladiator, and now people are saying, oh, yeah, you know, there's a 10% off MSRP out there that Jeep is offering now because the sales are down so far. And guys, I'm sorry, but, and, and people are, uh, the, the social media has been really interesting about, well, there's, that's because they're not selling. There's, there's three at my dealership, you know, and you ever driven by a Ford or a Chevy dealership and they've got like 300 trucks on their lot. There's three and a handful of JTs sitting on a lot and we are losing our minds about how they're not selling. In Texas, just at our CTI events, we're doing about 30% gladiators on the CTI trailer versus Wranglers. Wow. It's, we'll do six. Six gladiators for 22 rigs. Wow. 20 rigs. Yeah, it's, um, it's been a different it's, – it's different down here. And we're seeing a lot of gladiators. And I don't think that – Everybody needs to lose their mind and say, well, Jeep sales are down, and, and which they are down a little bit. But we have the auto strike happening. We have a whole lot of people holding on to their money a little bit more. But I just, they're also trying to move the 2023s to make room for the 2024s. So, yeah, I think social media is a funny thing, and people are, people are very anti the, the gladiator for whatever reason. And uh, then there's the, of course, there's a lot out there that are like, yeah, stop. Stop reading so much into things and, and get on with your life. Well, you know, it's what the, the game of life is reading the tea leaves, right? But it, it's not like we really, really liked the 2024 Gal Gladiator either. I mean, we got a, quite a few downloads of our last episode. <laughs> yeah. The provocative name. If you yeah. want to know what we hate about the 2024 Gladiator, go check out the previous episode. But it was actually fun. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's still a Gladiator. It's still a good rig. And I love the Gladiator. Yep. I, mean, I've got, yep. I, I love mine. And it's uh, it's fun to be on, which, by the way, guys, so uh, the Rocksport Reds, the, the original traditional Rocksports on my rig, took them off and we put the Rocksport Blacks. They have, The Rocksport Blacks have eight settings. All right, eight, about eight parts. If you did one, one is essentially the same as the Rock Sport Reds, as our original basic Rock Sport shocks. Okay, so I had them set at three front and rear. I didn't really do any adjustment on it, but we just set them at three front and rear. And I, you know, sure I could tell some difference, but I got to tell you guys, I am not the super super sensitive driver. Right, there are some people that can. Oh, there must be something off of my right front tire. Right. And they can know these things. And then there are those that are that like me, like, okay, did something happen? Right? Like, you know, somebody fat sat in my seat and now it's flat. Nah, that's all I know. I don't just, just can't really tell. Then we, um, but they got taken off and then went back to the Rock Sport Reds. And then I saw the difference. Okay. The difference between exiting our lot and going through over the railroad tracks and stuff and the and the rig the gladiator which has the tent on it which has the rack and everything doing this little play right done little back and forth shuffle that happens wasn't happening with the rock sport blacks on it it was absorbing that like it was like butter and all of a sudden i put the Mm -hmm. reds back on the more softer shocks and i can feel that that little shimmy of the rig as it's going over and 
feeling a little bouncy, bouncy, bounce, bouncy, bouncy, bounce as it's going over things. So it's an incredibly, it's an incredible difference. Aaron had them up to like six or seven when he was driving cross country in the 392 so that it can handle felt more like a sports car, right? Handling cornering and stuff like that at the six or seven part um, versus taking it down. And they're easy adjustables. You just click, 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 click. Hey, I'm going to go off road a little bit. I think we'll make them soft. And then you go off road or whatever you want to do. I think Will was running a three in the front and a two in the rear or something like that when he was, when he went up four dice. Uh, in them, so they are truly, truly. Um, and the the thing I was trying to point out there is the adjustability is real. We did some testing on a couple of different brands of shocks that have adjustability, and these are known brands, and you could barely tell a difference within the dyno. Right. right now, on a vehicle, there's some other dynamics that come into play into that, but on a dyno, you could barely tell the difference. And so, we when you're doing actual testing, but with these Rocksport Blacks. There is a difference, and it's amazing. Nice. Well, we definitely look forward to uh, to seeing them in action, and and uh, I know that we we keep talking about them everywhere we go. As far as the CTI tour, we we've been we've been Ask. trying to Ask. yeah. People Ask. are asking us questions, and we're trying to give them the little knowledge that we've had, and and so this is probably the most the most information that um, we'll be releasing to everybody. And of course, once they they hit Pomona. Um, that'll be a big, that'll be a big thing. There's also something much more simpler that you guys just came out with. That is pretty awesome, which is <laughs> yes. the, dead, the dead pedal. The I dead mean, pedal. So simple. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron has had one for a little while and he, he got, a, he got the Quadratech one. Quite a few people have that Quadratech one. It's not something we invented, but he's like, I'm using this damn thing all the time. Let's make one. It's like, okay. So we made one and, uh, it's cool. Stainless steel, easy to install. Adjustable nine positions, ten little rivet, little rubber rivet nuts in there to for gripping and and all part of the design. Super simple, easy, uh, and we're blowing it out. Like it's, <laughs> it's cool. one of those products we just put out online. Like you know, sixty eight comments on the post and and a whole bunch of them getting shipped out. We had to up production numbers just to be able to make, meet production nice. demands. So it's pretty cool. Very and, good. And we had that fun stuff. I mean, we did the gold license plate frame, right? And right. by the way, anybody who's get listening to it this week, we've got the other little thing going on, which is the Rugged Radios promotion. Rugged Radios. Yeah. yeah this is, this is long arm. By the way, another thing about Off-Road Expo, we're not bringing metal cloak Jeeps. Okay? By which I mean these are not fleet Jeeps. We're bringing two employee Jeeps. One is a white gladiator known as Betty White. You've seen it out on social media. Does a lot of Baja stuff. Goes down to Baja race all the time. Um, down the races. And we're bringing another one that belongs, another white JL that belongs to another employee. The reason we're bringing these is because they're both installed with long arm kits. So this is going to be the show of long arm. This is like last year we had our um, our JK out there with the bolt on long arm kit. These both have bolt on long arm kits on them. So, and that's what this week is all about. This trailer week is the long arm week. And if you buy a long arm kit, any long arm kit, Rugged Radios is sending you a couple handheld radios. It doesn't matter if you could be if you convince the guys here to give you a discount and you buy it with a discount, you're still getting a couple of radios from Rugged Radio sent to you. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 really cool. I mean, again, it, there was uh, uh, Mr. Greg Cottrell just put up a, a little post. I think it was yesterday or day before yesterday, and I shared it out. It's a it's it's a little bit about his history in aviation communications, and mm, you know right. he was. He was the the guy behind a lot of the aviation 
uh, communication systems. And again, this isn't, we don't, we don't use stuff that doesn't work well. And Rugged's stuff works much better than some of these other cheese ball things you, you find out there. So. Yeah, right, right. I mean, think about it. I mean, Jesse, you have rugged radios in your rig, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I have my and, pink uh, one. Your pink? Oh, that's right. That's right. The pink I still have my, I have my orange handheld back there someplace. But what is it? The pink handhelds come out October 16th. Ooh. Yes. And they do a lot. How many of those do they sell? A lot. Yeah. All for hundreds. That's awesome. It's all, all for, for charity. Product. All yeah. for charity. Well, so the, the, if you're making something for aviation, it's got to work right. So when you're making stuff, yeah, for, it's that's why you know it's it's scary. It's scary making stuff for aviation. You know, it's it's it takes a lot of different certifications. I don't think I don't think he made the communication stuff with this recently lost uh, fighter jet. I don't think that was. <laughs> we just we just had an air show out here at uh, at Mather. And uh, it was it was awesome. It, you know, just uh, the Thunderbirds were out here, and nice. of course, our shop is close enough that when they're doing practice. And I'm sorry, I'm I'm 53 years old. I've grown up around jets all my life, and I still get giddy when I oh, hear yeah. the Thunderbirds flying overhead. I still run run outside and go, "Oh, what's going? On? What's that? Oh, yeah. oh, there, yeah. there, look at that! Look at that! Yeah, it's like a child. I get that that feeling. You get choked up a little bit. That little tear in your eye, and it's like uh, that that kind of power. That kind of it's just it's just it's cool. American. It's just cool. <laughs> I had a conversation with my boys on Saturday when they heard the jets. We couldn't see them from our house, but they heard them. I said, "Son, that's the sound of war. That's the sound of war. If 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 you're out, if you're in a war zone and you hear that sound, something bad is coming." <laughs> yeah, so yeah. You like don't want to be there. But it's it, it just just that that powerful sound of a jet's flying and the afterburners going. I mean, yeah, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it, but that is the sound of war. It's not the sound Absolutely. of fun. It's not the sound of play. It's the sound of war. He just kind of looked at me, and and then I think he turned. Uh, my son Josh can turn anything into a weapon. He figured out how to take. Uh, he figured out how to take a toy that lifts up a little ramp and another toy and put them together, and he hit it and it shot it out at me. Like he just takes random things. He took some magnets and he all of a sudden he was able to shoot them like off of one magnet off to another, like, like, um, like throwing stars. I mean, it just, that it, it takes two or three things. He puts them together. Suddenly. I mean, if I can keep this engineering mind of set of his going, yes. we're going to make billions designing, <laughs> uh, designing, you know, weaponry for, for, you know. The- so when you start finding clock radios or anything else, disheveled, dismantled, Shoved under one of uh, your kids' I, bed and gets I, blamed for it. Oh uh, no, no! I already told my, my brother is super smart, like Jack. Yeah, and they would take stuff apart, put it under my bed. My mom's trying to look for her electronics, and there's pieces, parts under my bed. Guess who gets blamed for it? Wait for that. Oh, I've already said. I've already prepared, Louisa. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We buy them something, and if they get their screwdrivers and stuff out, and they tear it apart, and they take it apart, and they can't put it together, that that's was the simply, rule. That's 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 fine. Like, you know, yeah, I did that. I, I did that all the time. Mm-hmm. I took apart. Take it apart. Here's it here's a new it. watch for you, and it, you know, three days later, it's all apart in a million little pieces, and yep. you know, just I most of the time I couldn't put those back together, but it was still the fun of taking it apart. Yep. Right. That's and how we learn. That's what right. A way to teach kids. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I had. By the way, I had a very successful uh, work on my garage. 
uh, weekend. I've 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 cleaned out one entire area. We had a Woo! I had a kayak trailer built for myself a while ago. It's a it's a Harbor Freight basic trailer, and then we extended the tongue, got it powder coated, and built it so I could do kayaks, which ended up costing me about four hundred bucks. A kayak trader online is about twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can take this thing, extend the tongue out and create its kayak trailer, mm-hmm. but it's been sitting over here in the yard for a long time. And I, I finally got it into the garage, but I had to clear out a bunch of stuff so I can move it in. So we did that. And then that's the one side of the garage. Second side of the garage is where the Harley's at in the middle. And I did all that and I cleaned all that area out and stuff and got rid of much stuff, moved things around, except I still have my tool chest from when I raced. Mm-hmm. And it looks like my race car did by the time I finished racing. It's dented all up and beat up and stuff. So I'm still I'm still trying to get like a replacement. I, and I'm torn between getting the Husky brand mm-hmm. big tool chest, which has the wooden top from Home Depot, yeah. or getting the little bit larger U.S. General from Harbor Freight. Harbor that's Freight. orange. That's mm-hmm. orange from yeah. Harbor Freight. It doesn't have the wooden top, though. It just has the rubber top. But I'm I'm kind of torn between the two. Orange. Well, I um <laughs> I, my big my big cabinet is the husky one, but it's the big big cabinet. It's got power um up in the very top of it to plug in rechargeable stuff, and it's it's wide. It's probably you know it's it's four feet wide, and that's kind of the the base where everything lives. But then we have a smaller roll around uh, cabinet for. No, it's 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 basically the work cart that that can get wheeled over to a Jeep and that kind of stuff. But I like my Husky stuff. I, I like the 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 Matco tool stuff too. But yeah, it's yeah. kind of like Snap On. Yeah. You know, those cabinets get expensive. But U.S. General, those are good cabinets too. I mean, nothing wrong really with any of it. If you can find something that you like, that's really what it's about. Yeah, the only difference is the U.S. General. Again, I like the wooden top on the Husky. But the size Husky that I want, that's about, you know, probably 700 something dollars for that size where it's, you know, 450, 500 for, um, for U.S. General. U.S. General. Right. But the Husky does have the power. It has the right. power connection. It has had the power strips within it. It does have. Yeah. You know, and the more. whole top piece closes. And then you have, you've got some really wide drawers in the very bottom, which, hmm. you know, for, for big wrenches and sockets and stuff, that thing holds a lot. Well, that's my problem is that my workbench now, which I have this whole section as a workbench, is where basically all of my Ryobi tools are sitting because I have no place to put them. So I've got right. to have, I've got to get the cabinet to where I can do it with a combination of that and hanging them up. I don't know if you've seen, but Ryobi has the, um, you, somebody made these little Ryobi battery inserts. Oh, yes. Them, and then it becomes yes. a hook. Hook. That's like, yeah, it's like you could, it'd be an endless, endless supply of, of, of accessories. Yes. Like spend well, 150 bucks for your Ryobi tool and then buy $20, $40, $50, $150 worth of accessories. Well, and I'm a, I'm a soft close guy. So my, my cabinets have to, I have to be able to kind of shut the drawer pretty hard and then they slow down and they go ahead and they close uh, themselves. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just, I've gotten so used to that over the years. Now I can't get away from it. The, the little Matco tool cabinet I have that I love that came uh, from from Christian at, at Luna, Luna's Off-Road, it's not soft closed. And so if you shut it too hard, everything in there kind of oh, goes no. to the back and it's just a big mess. So Right, right. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, even here at Metal Cloak, our, in our R&D spot, you can't see it now because we've changed it, all the labels to Metal Cloak, but it is a massive cabinet. 
Um, it's a whole setup system, right? But it's all Icon, which is the higher end Harbor Freight ver- uh, yep. brand, right? So we've got the center, we've got the side walls, we've got the overhead, we've got the back wall with the lighted bench. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's beautiful. It's massive. But it is Icon. I mean, it was good, and it, but it wasn't cheap. I mean, that Icon brand, right. Harbor Freight, probably is still cheaper than some than Matco, but it's but it's not it, it, you know it's not a cheap system. Well, yeah, I mean, heavens, then there's the 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 snap on stuff, and I get it, guys that are breaking tools on a daily basis, and the truck makes a stop by the shop. Um, I I totally understand that that work need, but yeah, when you have twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for a cabinet that you're going to pay on the entire time you have that job. That's a little bit out of my, my deal. But if you're a professional mechanic, I get it. Yeah. Have you ever well, seen TikTok on snap on the snap on tools? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 they have it's, the pretty girl with hardly any clothes on showing you what the big wrenches do. And yeah. The snap on still the company that issues the, um, the snap on uh, a calendar. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, if Snap-on was smart, they probably could start issuing that calendar and make more money. I mean, Sports Illustrated calendar is still a big money maker. Right. More money than that than they do on tools. But listen, Snap-on and Matco, they're crack for mechanics. You know, mm-hmm. we have, and as an employer, you kind of go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. My, I mean, I always remember Snap-on coming by my dad's, my dad's service stations, right? The mechanics went out there and every time, every paycheck, and guess when they showed up? Right around payday. Uh-huh. Yep. Be smart. They come around. They do their trips around payday, and they get our. And you always, you always want staff that's a little bit in debt. Yep, got to keep them in debt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. As long as they're in debt and they got kids, they 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 ain't changing. They they ain't changing. They incentivize. Thankfully, at Metal Cloak, we don't have to worry about that. Thankfully, we incentivize our employees other ways, but it doesn't hurt. Uh, So yeah, it's it's my um, my AI conference is still going on over here, although I can't hear anything but i'm watching the chat and i guess they're not happy with the current speaker who's this guy why is he talking it has nothing to do with ai somebody didn't screen the speaker <laughs> awesome well we are we will be like i said we'll be in dallas tomorrow uh dallas off road uh four to seven and then we're heading kind of backwards a little bit we're headed over to hot springs arkansas we'll be uh with jeremy Rowe and the family wheeling event of the weekend for uh for hot springs off-road park so we'll be there for a couple of days running the CTI trailer on Friday and Saturday. Three to six. Three to six. And then, uh, yeah, we, we actually might get the chance to get on a trail or two uh, beforehand. And that'll be a good event. That's going to be a big family event. So if you're in the Hot Springs area this weekend, and then we'll head start headed back home. We, we got to get home by, I think, Tuesday. The truck needs some some has some issues, and so we're going to get it into the shop, reload, trailer. trade jeeps, and head back. We go all the way back across to Ocala, Florida, for Jeeptoberfest. Wow! And then, uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We have the Help of Vet Shine event in North Carolina. After that, so October is it's full. Um, yeah, and then we'll head back. Gosh, yeah, sometime after. Help of that shine the end of October. Wow. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, that's a lot on the plate. And um, maybe I'll see you sometime in the next, you know, quarter, maybe. maybe. Yeah. I think Christmas. we've got some uh, we've got some scheduling stuff to kind of figure out for what November looks like. And then uh, I, I figured there'll be some time, uh, probably get out to Metal Cloak at some point. And, um, and yeah, 
kind of take a look at what next year looks like and all the cool new stuff that's out and I know. all of it. Yep, all the cool new stuff. Well, you know, obviously we have to get shocks on uh, on a, on Fungine and what are you running on there right now? Just the Rocksport. just the Rocksport Reds. Oh, okay, oh, Rocksport. Okay, cool. So because I was waiting. Yeah, we yep. get blacks on Funshine, and and then you know at some point you know get the, the blacks. What do you have on? What do you have on on Silver Spike? Uh, the Gladiator's got six, six packs. packs on it. Oh, it does. Okay, well then that's fine. Now, one thing you could do is did you did you chop the rear for the six packs? No. Okay, cool. So you could still go back to you do blacks on it if you want, or you just leave six packs. Not not a big deal. Either way, works fine. Uh, six packs are great. And um, they're just, they're mainly built for, you know, for anybody out there who's wondering, six packs are built for rock crawling. That's um, why they work so well on the LJ. We have the LJ with us and it's, it's still fun. You know, we still, uh, the reason we brought it, especially for this, this little tour was we've had a lot of questions in the past. And so I, I'm trying to get uh, ahead of some of that a little bit. The first thing we do when we start off a CTA event, CTI event these days is we put the LJ up there. And we spend about 15 minutes talking a little bit about the CTI trailer, what we're looking for, what the point of it all is. And, and we can kind of take a look at our bolt-on, long-arm, lock-and-load LJ lift. And, uh, you know, people go, well, I want to build it just like that. Or, or they don't understand why their Jeep doesn't get as high as scores. And, again, it comes back to that system of components. And we, we, we're... I think we're finally reaching some folks. Some folks are finally going, oh, so all these parts together as a sum of parts do very well on the CTI trailer. You get a better ride on the road. All of those things. We're kind of trying to get into that whole, oh, wait a minute. I've got your springs, but these Falcon shocks aren't limiting are, are limiting my, my flex. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And that's, that is the reason. Remember, guys, the reason we came with the CTI trailer wasn't just to show, hey, cool stuff flexes. It right. was because we needed a way to prove to everybody that we made a system that had the best on-road ride quality, the best off-road ride quality, and still could flex like that's crazy. Right. And the right. way to prove it was to build this system that called CTI, which, by the way, there is a new system coming up. We have a, we're kind of working on the name for it. Technically, it's Shock Travel Index but we're mm -hmm. still working on that. The system is designed to provide a great amount of, Oh, so I'm just getting handed a shirt here by uh -oh. Mr. Becker who wants to stay off, off screen, but Scott, Scott Becker, our, our, our marketing guru who does all the videos and stuff. He's going to, he was going to pop his head in here a little bit. Let's see if I can move the camera. Oh. He's like, no, 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 no. There he is. There he is. There he is. There he is. How's it going? Hey, buddy. I don't want to interrupt, but the door, so the door was shut, and I needed to get that to match. Yeah. So this is this is my um, anniversary. I, yeah. I finally get. I finally got my Jeepers Jamboree rock. Nice. The rock. Nothing. Is it hard rock? Hard rock yeah, cafe. Hard style. rock edition. Yeah, you, can see, you can see that hard rock edition. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. By the way, if you guys want something like this, if you want a shirt like this. Uh, yes. Let us know because Metal Cook needs to know if we should put that in production or not. Yes, um, that's a great looking shirt. We have we have like there's like two or three others that have been in the queue for a while. I don't know when marketing is going to like put them into production. Nice. But we've got a, we got a couple other shirts that kind of take off of other brands with the Metal Cook name. They're coming in. Cool, cool. Anyway, what was I talking about before we got rudely interrupted? 
CTI. Oh, yeah. CTI, STI, yes. Yeah, so the whole so STI, shock travel index. So going through, the reason we created corner travel index is it really analyzed all suspension systems according to what is a fair and balanced means. Didn't have any other variables except for the fact that you, you have what your system is set up. That's all the very, only variable. How is your system set up? That's how it scores. Shock travel index is the same thing. How your shock is set up and how you design your shock determines what your shock travel index will be. And we're simply going to be scoring that. So we're simply evaluating shocks based on what it, and it's on a base on a standardized basis. Now, many times like Fox, in some cases with Fox, they'll tell you measurements and you can't figure out where they measured them from. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you take their basic marketing data, you can get X. But if you actually take a different data and go, well, we're, we're measuring everything from eyelet to eyelet, you get Y. And that's going to be the real index. So we're going to be able to show here is the index of relative travel relative um, uh, to every other shock in the industry. So we know where we sit and we, we sit. Too. I mean, it was the whole point is to understand where we sit compared to the rest of the industry. So we still have the highest shock travel index on all of our shocks and all of our products. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Well, and and yeah, that that plays into uh, a lot of the conversations we have on the tour about hey, the the theory behind a a fifteen inch body shock that it can extend to thirty inches. That's part of this whole error in in so many other companies marketing is you you just there's there's more going on with a shock than than what was being advertised and Mm -hmm. and for somebody to go well how do you i just i just need a four inch i have a four inch lift so i need a four inch longer shock well that's really not how it works and and until you know what you need fully extended and what that shock measures fully extended versus fully collapsed all of those things this is where this whole shock travel index is going to come from. And, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be huge. I think that we're going to, again, we're going to change the, the whole perspective of what people think they know. And it's, it's because a lot of companies were doing a good sales job, I guess. That's it. I mean, sales and marketing sells products. No, yep. no matter what, no matter how, and you spin it. I mean, I sold, uh, I sold life insurance guys. I sold life insurance. I sold financial plans, not a lot of difference in a lot of different policies, but boy, can you make yourself sound so much better? <laughs> you ever had a triple A plus uh, a triple A plus policy? Yeah, but what? Why is that different than a triple A policy? Oh, or double A plus, or double A. Right. You know, no rating agency ever is going to get so ever going to be able to sell anything if they just said, "Well, we're giving you a B." Right? No, no, no. no. I'm triple A. Yeah. Well, you're triple A plus triple A. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, all right, guys. Well, hey, it's another great episode. Anything else you have before we wrap up this amazing episode of the Modern Cheaper Show? I'm just well, jealous. I'm, I'm actually just tired of looking at the blue sky behind you, um, and uh, and this this amazing location you're at. Wow, look at that! Lake Ray Hubbard. Lake Ray wow. Hubbard, outside of uh, we're actually in a little town called Rock Rock Wall, Texas, which is kind of on our way through. So we wanted to get to this end of town because I got to tell you, driving here, not that fun. (laughs) No. Nope. Uh, Wow. So that's, I've been, I've been through Texas and everybody who's been through Texas knows there's just some places you go and you just go, it just goes on and on. Never stops. Yeah. Going and visiting Marble Falls, awesome friends up there, Jones (laughs) Jeep, but then going back down to the 10 goes on and on yeah. 
and on. Yep. At least yeah. now they got a few truck stops. There was a point in time where they didn't have truck stops out there. And this went yeah. On, and now on, everybody has, on. I think a lot of the people that left California are actually moving to Texas. Yeah. Because we thought everybody from Colorado that was moving to Colorado is from Texas. Maybe that's what's going on. California's moving to Texas. Texas is moving to Colorado. Yeah, th- this Whoa. place is, it's so Colorado's busy. Colorado's moving to California? Wish I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Ain't nobody moving to California. Nope. There's no more such. The Cal- Although, I will finish up with for a little geekiness for people. Uh, there is a great podcast um, called The All In podcast and it features some uh, really cool guys right and they just had a summit the all-in summit and if i can pull it up here real quick and there is a video from that summit um that went viral and um let me get the data here for it bill Gurley, uh man and bill Gurley. now bill Gurley is one of the great vcs of all time venture capitalists out of silicon valley and he, this, and he's retired now, so he can start saying what he really believes. And uh, he does this this presentation, pretty much railing how bad Washington D.C. is. And he kind of finishes up the 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 name of his title is two thousand eight hundred fifty one miles. That's the name of his t- the, of his presentation. The reason it's called two thousand eight hundred fifty one miles is that is how the distance between Silicon Valley and Washington D.C. And the reason he called it that. And he kind of concludes with this is the reason Silicon Valley has been successful is because it's 2,851 miles from DC because it wasn't because it was distance from the regulation because it's distance from all the problems that are created in DC. And he documents a lot of great stuff about how guys like now Zuckerberg wants more regulation, how Bezos wants more regulation, about how these guys want more regulation. Why? Because it helps them ingrain their industries and keeps other people out. Mm-hmm. Right? Makes sense. Makes and sense. It, it, it just builds up in it. Excellent, excellent. If anybody has a little bit of desire to watch it, Bill Gurley, just, just Google YouTube.com, uh, All In Summit, Bill Gurley. You'll find it. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but it's just a great, it's a great presentation. It's gone viral. It's, it's more than just about Silicon Valley. It really is about saving our country from the problems we have that are being ingrained by industry leading up legislation. He pointed out how industry spends more time lobbying for and against legislation, how industry is writing legislation now, not the legislatures, how it's not about the people at the local level who want to have a law and that law gets changed. It's about how industry decides, yeah, the people at local level don't matter. Our business matters more more therefore we want to have the laws that benefit our business not the people wow that's pretty heavy yeah check it out guys all right from all of us here at the modern juber podcast show we'll see you on the trails cheers see ya